0: Hi, this is Eric Altman, Bigfoot researcher from Pennsylvania, and you're listening to the Bigfoot Club Podcast.
1: Be sure to check out the
0: website at www.bigfootclubpodcast.com for merch and all of the episodes. Be sure to check out Bigfoot Club on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bigfoot Club 1. That's Bigfoot Club and the number 1. Hey, everybody. Robert Jesse Dominguez, Bigfoot Club, Season 4, Episode 15. Today, uh, we're going to be interviewing... Uh, Sarah Kersey with Weird Horizon Podcast out of the UK. Um, I met Sarah through uh, another podcaster, uh, Terry Kegel, and I really liked her podcast and her story on there, so I invited her to come on Bigfoot Club, and uh, we talk about uh, podcasting and the paranormal, so I hope you enjoy it. I'm here today with Sarah Kersey with Weird Horizon Podcast. Sarah, how are you?
2: Hello, how are you?
0: Good. I know this is our second time talking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: the The first time we did the interview, it was uh, some technical difficulties on my end, I believe. So it was, uh, I apologize for that. So
2: it's okay. I think it might have been mine because it's happened to me since. So I think my, I might have been the cursed one, actually. <laughs>
0: But I I wanted to tell you that I'm I am a huge fan of your show. I listen to your show like as soon as you pop out a new one, I I, I try I tried my best like to listen to it. But I'm a really big fan of your show. I love the the topics that you know that you talk about like uh, Hollow Earth. It's it's stuff that I want to talk about, but I haven't haven't got a chance to go around to talk about them. I and like you talk about Hollow Earth, uh, Men in Black, and UFOs. And what I really love about your show is that. I mean, because like most of these these subjects are are it's a pretty big subject, so you end up doing like like four or like three episodes on stuff, and which I love because it's so much material just to cover on one show.
2: Yeah, they do end up being pretty long most of the time. Um, it's good though because like I said, it'll some of these subjects you think they're really this this simple, like there's not a lot to learn about it, and then as soon as you start researching them, they almost always just branch out into this massive um, subject and you had no idea and I knew sort of from very early on from like literally the first um, couple of episodes I did I knew that I wanted to do this sort of format where it will be one topic for uh, over a couple of weeks and I'm glad I've stuck with it because it's good I feel like I can go into it into as much sort of depth as I want to and I can really just you know go down the rabbit hole and just follow some of these topics and see where they go because a lot of them end up connecting back to each other which is so cool um and it's just you know it's one of those the more time you spend researching it the more you find more things you want to research unfortunately it's just never ending
0: um i was going to ask you what i mean what got you into doing podcasting because i was i think i asked you before um if you were you know from my standpoint i used to be a a bigfoot researcher for 20 years and then i was a case director for A paranormal group for 10 and I kind of I kind of got I kind of got burned by that a couple times and so I end up Mm. just doing like a podcast so I'm interested from your perspective you know hey I'm gonna do a podcast.
2: Yeah um, I wish it was something that cool like unfortunately I don't really have like a little any sort of community uh, where I am for people researching similar things. I'm sure they're out there and I'm sort of like slowly reaching out those feelers but to be honest it was it's a concept that's always kind of interested me. I've always really been interested in especially like conspiracy theory topics. I just find them so fascinating and it just came to a point where like I was I was just enjoying a lot of this content. I was enjoying a lot of conspiracy theory content and stuff about, you know, UFOs and um I was getting to the point where I was I was hearing the same material over and over again and just thinking like I really want an excuse basically to just really deep dive into this and do it for myself and while I was doing that I was like I was putting together this big document about all the stuff that I was finding for no real purpose and then I kind of stumbled across the idea of like I'm enjoying all of these podcasts like why don't I just put one out there of my own because I just like it's kind of a little bit of a an excuse to do loads of research into these topics but I just, I'm one of those people that gets, I'll get fascinated by a topic anyway, and it kind of gives me a little structure to work through and that I can really enjoy it and then make something at the end of it. And if anyone else, you know, if someone else listens to it and finds the same kind of weird comfort that I do from conspiracy theory topics, then great. It also means I put something out there that I'm proud of, you know? Mm -hmm. Because it is weirdly comforting. I don't know (laughs) if you find that as well, like... I do. I, I don't do. know what it is. <laughs> I'd love to know why that is.
0: The uh, the comfort level? <laughs>
2: mm.
0: I mean, because, yeah. I, I mean, like, to be honest, I think from my perspective, I've, I've dealt with a, tons of people that, because, like, I walk around now, because I, I, I predominantly go to, like, uh, Bigfoot conferences and paranormal conferences and stuff, and I walk around with my, uh, you know, my shirt on, and I walk around and people just like they gravitate to me even I like at, at a grocery store people just gravitate to me and tell me <laughs> it goes hey I saw him in the back road of farm road 175 <laughs> they end up telling me stuff like that and I go That's oh so really cool. I go really and they go yeah it goes, you want to tell me about it I go yeah and then they end up telling like so I don't know I guess I guess it's just one of that levels that you know cuz like most of the people that I I've, I've interviewed is the people who've come to me that I know they have no conduit or no avenue to talk to about any, like to anyone. So I guess it's like a, a comfort level that people experience and they don't want to be called out. And so they just, whenever they find someone or people or like a podcast, they just feel like they're gravitated to it. I don't know. That's just the way I see it on that.
2: I think that's a good theory. Cause like some of these, you know, some of these theories are not accepted by, everyone you can't go up to just anyone and say oh this is what i experienced but you know these are the experiences that people have had and i think just being able to share them um i think that's so cool by the way that people just come up to you with their stories like i would love that that would be my absolute end goal
0: you gotta you gotta get your shirt and just put it on and just just walk around
2: <laughs> gotta have a bit of merch i gotta have something just a little Little billboard saying like, please, please approach me with <laughs> you know stories. I want to hear them.
0: You know, you know, the, like the funny thing is that I know. I mean, because I know from your perspective, and like, I don't know which town. I don't know if you want to say what town that you live in, but I know, like in in England, right? I mean, because there's there's that whole island's probably haunted, right? I mean, it's like oh yeah, it's like a gasoline station that probably had you know homes there like hundreds and hundreds of years ago. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, we've talked about this before. Like when you look at, you know, oh, just buildings have a history because they've been mm-hmm. around for so long. Yeah, pretty much all of England is just like these towns have been there for, you know, five hundred, six hundred years at least. So it's all got to be haunted. Like literally everywhere is going to be haunted. So, Especially where I am, I'm in Cornwall, so sort of southwest, um, and there are loads and loads of ghost stories. Like pretty much every pub every like inn is got a ghost story their own special little Mm
1: -hmm. ghost
2: story usually linked to sort of the pirate side of things so it'll be a pirate or a smuggler um ghosts which are pretty cool um unfortunately not a lot of not a lot of stuff written about it though i i really came up across like a brick wall when i was thinking like i've heard so many tales about about cornwall and how haunted it is but there's a lot of sort of like local tales, but not a lot of them are written down, so it's quite hard to try and research them and trace them back. Um, you know, maybe that's a there is an opportunity there for someone to write a book about um, yeah ghosts down here.
0: I mean, I I kind of envy that about you, you know, because because <laughs> like <clears throat> I mean, there's ghost stories like here in Texas, but uh, probably nothing like like you know England and stuff. You know, with castles and and dukes and. All kinds of you know <laughs> territories and uh, lands, and I, I mean, I just I've I've always wanted to go to England. I've always, I mean, if I if I go to England or Ireland, it's just like I want to go to a castle.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, no, they are fantastic. So I um never pass up an opportunity to go to a castle because yeah. they're just always so cool, and it's just really interesting to be in a space that you know has been, you know, inhabited in some form for just hundreds of years. In some cases, it's just. It's kind of a bit spooky, and you think, you know, this is just a house at the end of the day, and people were just in here just doing regular, everyday things hundreds of years in the past, and it's kind of cool. It's kind of interesting. I love them. I think they've always got a really cool sort of aura to them. They've got a sort of atmosphere that you only really find in just very, very old mm-hmm. buildings. Um And I'm, like, I'm not sort of spiritual in any way, but I think I just really enjoy history. I've got a real reverence for, like... You know human history, so if I know a place has been inhabited by people like me, but, you know hundreds of years in the past, I just I just find it really cool. It's just really cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, like it. It's just neat.
0: <laughs> I, I I didn't tell you, but uh, last night I went with some because I I have a Facebook group uh paranormal investigations of North Texas, and I used to I used to be the case director for that with sh- that group and. Uh, Uh, that group is, uh, disbanded since then. So I've kind of just carried that Facebook group. And so we have like tons of other groups within that group. And so I have like three or four moderators that do it for me. And three of us went to a cemetery here in Irving in Texas. Um, it's a suburb of Dallas and we went to a cemetery that, um, that supposed. it's like, it's hidden, like, within, like, other businesses and stuff, and you can't really find it unless you go there, and it was, supposedly, it was um, founders of the city of Irving, and it's nothing like, you know, like England, like, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, but um, the last time we were there, which was a year ago before I got sick, uh, we didn't have a lot of paranormal stuff, but we had a lot of synchronicity stuff happen, it was kind of weird, because mm. I, I had a roommate that was walking, and she, her foot fell into a, like a, a like a, a grave, and I had to help her out. And then my coworker, which is my, one of my moderators, fell into the same hole, and her f- her foot got stuck in the hole. And then she looked at the tombstone, and the guy whose name was I'm not going to say his name, but um, he died on her birthday. And, oh wow! And that was that was kind of weird. So we kind of just huddled around his tombstone, and we were doing some uh, some sessions and stuff. And so later, like, I, you know, we went home, we went to work the very next day and uh, we were talking to our boss because we had a stand up meeting with her and we were telling her what happened. And we were telling her, hey, we, you know, this was happened, uh, I, you know, Caitlin fell into this, this um, grave and it was this person's name. And she goes, what was his name? And we told him, we, we told our boss again and she goes, I worked with that guy for 30 years. And, Whoa. and then she looked him up really quick to make sure he was, you know, he had passed and yeah, he had passed, she had pictures of him and and so it was just kind of weird,
2: that is synchronicity
0: weird. stuff, so. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah, more so than you can't just say that's just, you know. Yeah coincidence there's some definitely a level above just coincidence isn't there there yeah. seems to be there's a link there
0: my hair's standing up right now <laughs> that's so cool that's so, so cool. so we actually went back we went back last night uh and we went to his grave and he used to be the ball boy for the american football team uh the dallas cowboys Mm -hmm. And so he was like, he would just, when he was a kid, he would just like, whenever they needed a ball, he would just go run and grab balls for them and stuff. And so we brought a football and we put it down there and, uh, we didn't get any like readings throughout the night until like, uh, like the sun went down and he was, he was buried next to his wife. And so we were, we were calling out his name and we didn't get any responses. And when the sun went down, we started calling out to her and then we got some, uh, some responses on the K2 meter. And so in like the whole night we didn't get anything else except for like maybe like 20 minutes of talking to her about it. You know, we were asking her if she was happy that we were there to bring a football to her husband and stuff. So it was kind of neat. You know, it was, uh, Um, I don't know. It was just a weird experience. And I, you know, I haven't done a lot of paranormal stuff recently. Cause I, I know I told you on the last, the last time we talked, I was sick all last year and I just got, better and so I'm able to walk around a little bit better now so but it was pretty neat to like like to do that so I was wanting it was I'm building up to a question to do you go and like field and do anything on your own or does anybody call you out to do any kind of research or do you have your own gear or anything like that
2: no I don't um is it's definitely the kind of thing that I would be so interested in doing that when you're telling me about that like that sounds great like it sounds like the kind of thing I really would like to do with the right kind of people you know mm-hmm. um I have to go out there for the right reasons it sounds like you know what you had is a very sort of positive experience and very you know respectful and just trying to establish connection and like I I definitely want to go with that kind of mindset you know um but it's <laughs> having trouble reaching out to people who have the same kind of ideas, who aren't going to come at it from a really sort of disrespectful point of view, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that, you know, you can't, I, at least I try not to associate myself because most of the, most of the moderators that I have, um, there were in groups and they're no longer in groups. And so they kind of like got burned by, Like the whole group thing. And not that I'm talking bad about any kind of groups. I mean, because like every group is different and, you know, depending on who's running it. So I do not want to talk. I don't I don't want our listeners or your listeners to think I'm bad mouthing groups. I'm not. But um, some of us got burned by some groups. And so we just do it like on our own. So most of the people that I associate with or I have my moderators on Pentex, they're extremely positive um, and I have a diverse group of people. I have like a, I have a priest, I have a, a witch and I have a couple of investigators and I got a couple of people that are just interested like in the subject. So our, our goal is to, is to help people. And I, I usually get a, like two cases a month, um, people that need help and they don't know where to go. And so I try to, I network with a lot of people. And if I can't do it myself, then I try to get someone else to go help them and I was telling myself like, go oh, just help them. I don't care how you do it just I mean I mean you don't have to give me all all the like the the details on how you did it. I just want you to make sure that they're they've been helped you're able to like 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 to cleanse them or they're able to move on or accept this or or whatever so most of the people that i I try to associate with whether it's Bigfoot or the paranormal I try to you know make sure that that you know that you're positive, and you if the person doesn't want their information put out there, then you you don't put it out, and you just kind of just you know help them or just educate them like the best that you can. So that's what I always look for. And I know when I was listening to your show, I, I get that I get that from you that you're you you want to educate people and you want to you give information. Now, this is the information I found. This is the information that I'm giving you. So I kind of gravitated to your show because. I didn't. I didn't really say. Uh, I found you through uh, Terry Kegel, um Porch Matters podcast. So I I I've been on his show, and he reached out to me. And so I listened to his show all the time, and I heard you on there because he does it, He has a few paranormal people on there. And I and not that I want to talk bad about anybody, but I gravitated toward your to your show because you ex, you were extremely positive, and I had um some I, I just felt good about your show, so I just wanted to tell you that. So
2: well, thank you. It's all like um, I said it sounds like your crew is really good, and like you have a good, you know, you got a good people sense. I think. Meeting the people you're going to be going out with is absolutely crucial. So mm-hmm. if I was going to, and I think I would like to in the future, it's definitely something I'd like to kind of get out there a bit practically. Because I said, there's so many people out there with really interesting stories local to me. And I want to I wanna go out there and approach them and talk to them. But I need to sort of find my little crew first. And I think sort of, yeah.
0: I think I was get, talking. Meeting
2: them, talk to them. You yeah. Know, go from there.
0: I was telling you, I think, I think I've sent you a couple of links, I think, recently. Yes. I sent you, like, a, it was like a paranormal conference. You and, did. And, oh. so, and so we were talking about clicks, and we were talking about, you know, you just got to network and just find people. And, you know, eventually you you connect with, you know, certain people, and certain people, okay, I don't know. Because, like, people always tell me all the time, because, hey, you should talk to Barry. He likes Bigfoot. And I always say, <clears throat> I go, just because he likes Bigfoot doesn't mean I got to be in the woods with him. So,
1: yeah. So.
2: I was... <laughs> I was looking at that, uh, yeah, the convention you you sent me the link to, and obviously I won't say anything to identify it, but there's they had, like, the roster of all the speakers that are up, and some of them sound really amazing and interesting. And then it's that thing that you often find with sort of paranormal in that, like, it goes too far in the conspiracy theory sort of end of things and can get quite yeah. troublesome some sort of fairly worrying ideas being bandied around. But, like, it's not it's not everyone. Like, they are trying to... Yeah. They're doing a good job at sort of representation, representing a whole sort of spectrum of people who are interested in it and sort of all different avenues. But um, I feel like there's definitely some people that I kind of resonate more with what they're doing versus others. Um, obviously, wouldn't want to name any names, but right. you know how it is. Everyone's got... Yeah different viewpoints as people at the end of the day so i mean I, can, I
0: i know i can tell you from like the like like the bigfoot side i i was i got burned like really bad in 2017 or something like or 2011 i don't know i can't remember but i i got burned i got burned out really bad because the bigfoot community is very very i don't want to say the word toxic it's just it's just very negative and there were there were some people that <clears throat> would present like information on you know, Facebook or YouTube or whatever. And if you didn't agree with them, they would they would attack you. Like if you if yeah. you if you question them and say, uh, do you have any video of this? Or do you I go, Do you have any more shots of this? They they would get defensive. because This was a bigfoot. And you have to accept it and that's it, you know, and it's like, um, okay, what hold on a minute and you know, we're we're in we're in this to prove this animal exists. I go, you don't need to be and I, cause I always, I always say this all the time, Sarah, I go, you have to armadillo up, which means <laughs> you got to have tough skin. If you, if you're mm-hmm. going to, if you're going to present information on to the internet, I'm not the only one that's going to attack you or question you about this. You have to, you know, you have to be able to cover yourself. And so like when, like all the, all the Bigfoot stuff that I've done, we used to have a say when you're in doubt, throw it out. We used to say that. And so if if the if the picture's not clear or whatever the evidence that you present's not clear then just toss it out and go to the next one and so but you you know you get all these guys that you know not guys but just people in general that that just want to cram stuff down your throat and if you don't accept it cuz like Bigfoot stuff and paranormal stuff here like like in the states is very very clicky and i know we talked mm. about that before i don't know how it is over there in in england but
2: yeah there's definitely there's definitely sort of approaches that are accepted you know it's kind of over here if you're into one thing like if you're into the sort of paranormal ghost side of things it seems to go hand in hand with a lot of the more spiritual stuff and like specifically you know like your astrology and uh, things like that they kind of all go together um for whatever reason it's like there is a It's a sort of lifestyle, and it's kind of expected that if you're into one thing, you're into all of it, Um, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but I think it does make it hard sometimes to present certain information because, you know, people are expecting something different from you. It can be quite... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. But you know what I mean? Sometimes it feels like people want a certain thing from you. And if you say something contrary, it's, I don't
0: know. Yeah. I've, I, you know, I've been attacked by, you know, some people and stuff and it's just like, well, okay, whatever, dude. I <laughs> mean, I don't, I used to get, I used to get so upset about it. And now I don't, I mean, cause I've, I've kind of moved. Cause I, like I said before, I was, I was a researcher for 20 years and, and paranormal and Bigfoot. And I've kind of moved to, or, you know what? I'm just a podcaster now. And I, you know, i I kind of look at it like we're sports illustrated, you know, <laughs> cause I, I've done it. I don't do it anymore, but I've been there and I can, I have a different perspective than, cause like with s- someone will say, Hey, I, I, I do this, I do this in the field. And I go, okay. I, I've done that too. You want to try this, you know, see if this works. So <clears throat> I've kind of moved into that. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested, uh, in your, you know, in your show and where you end up taking it, and how, if you go in the field, I'm really, I'm interested. I mean, I'm interested in your show already, but I'm, I'm just, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm just pretty excited about, uh, you know, how you present yourself, and, uh, and I, I know I keep saying that, and I'm sorry, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, no. but I, I just, I really enjoy your show. I just want you to know that. So
2: it's nice to get, you know, any kind of feedback. Like I know we've spoken about this before but like you know putting out a podcast like a podcast specifically there's not always a lot of Mm -hmm. feedback or you know feedback's available but you have you have to go and ask for it really it's not just for better or for worse it's not just kind of presented to you um which is absolutely like a blessing and a curse um because you know other forms of like media or forms of content as soon as you put it out there you're going to get people giving you feedback you know good Mm -hmm. or bad but it's not really like that with podcasting like there isn't the same sort of um culture of giving feedback or comments uh than there is like say if you're putting things up on youtube which is great because like you said it's (sighs) i don't know you do have to have a little bit of immunity to criticism but (laughs) <laughs> is not right there in front of your face, which is nice, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> you don't always get the constructive feedback either, so it can feel a bit like you're sort of just stabbing in the dark a little bit about where you're going.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I had this one guy, I think he instant messaged me or something. Uh, mm. I can't remember if he DM'd me on <clears throat> on Twitter or, or Facebook or whatever or Instagram, I, I don't know. But he was telling me, he goes, your, your intro music's too long. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or just that yeah
0: just that because like you lost me after two minutes i'm I, and i i quit listening to your show and i go okay thanks i appreciate it
2: so. <laughs> i mean at least you've taken a time out to to give some specific feedback as well yeah know?
0: i mean i i've been i've been like every show at least i say hey please have you have any strange stories and it's you know i know like you know my you know like with my show, it's called Bigfoot Club, so people just assume it's automatically just Bigfoot stuff. And I, I tell everybody on every show, I said, "Please, if you have any stories, it doesn't have to be about uh, you know Bigfoot. It can be paranormal or just strange stories." So I go, "Just email me a story. I don't, I don't care, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it on the air." I've only had one person email me a story, so I'm kind of. Is that a good one? Yeah, it was. It was a good one. It was. Uh, it was a lady that listens to the show regularly, and she said that. She lived in, I think, Ohio, and uh, she had she didn't see a Bigfoot, but she heard she heard something that sounded similar to a Bigfoot, you know, screaming outside her house and running by like her back of her house or something, and then she looked up like Bigfoot sightings in the area, and there's Bigfoots. and I told her like really quick, oh, there's a lot of Bigfoot in your area, <laughs> so I'm just <laughs> telling you that right now because I I've been to the that like that state where she, where she lives at. And it's, there's all over that area. So, uh, I told her, go, yeah, they're all over that area. So, but it was, it was an interesting story and I, you know, she was very detailed, very detailed on everything which I really loved. She talked about like what day it was, you know, how she was feeling, uh, you know, what was the weather like outside? How did she feel after she had the experience? And it was just, it was really interesting. So it was, uh. So I I try to get a story and just like you know because I've talked to so many people and some people say hey you have a story I go can I talk about it on the podcast. Uh no. I go okay. <laughs> oh. But I I've, I've had some weird stories recently just thrown to me and I just I can't use them cuz they they won't let me and I go okay, well I won't use it then. So but they you know they're totally
2: understandable but yeah. still I want to hear them so much.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean I I mean I could talk to you about them off air but you know I can't I can't do it on mm. on the thing so but you know um, I was gonna ask you, uh what what are you and now we're talking about this, but what are your thoughts on uh Bigfoot and stuff? I
2: don't have a I don't know a huge amount about sort of like uh the cryptid side of things, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Um not really something I've had a look into yet. Like we have sort of some local legends obviously to The UK about, you know like where I live specifically, Cornwall, there's um there's the Beast of Bodmin Moor, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, a big sort of red-eyed demon cat, basically, like a large wildcat uh, that's supposed to sort of roam the moors around here. But I've sort of I'm aware of the legends around it, but not any real specifics. I don't think we have a big sort of as big a culture around it as you guys do in the States. I feel like it's a bit more of a thing in the States than it is over here. I think ours is more ghosts, (laughs) ghosts and hauntings.
0: Well, I know, I know you, I can't, I wish I could, I could remember the guy's name, but you had a guy on your show. I think it was like a a really small segment and it was, he was talking about Bigfoot in Florida.
2: Yes, he was from uh, Florida Men on Florida Man. Yeah, Cameron.
0: Yes, and I, I, I listened to that show, like, I think, like, two or three times, it's just because, like, you were talking about Bigfoot, so I said, I'm going to listen to the show. <laughs> I mean, I listened to all your shows, but I was listening to that one intently, so I know he was talking about, you asked a question, because he was, he was saying Florida Skunk Ape. Yeah. And you said, you asked him the question, why, why do they call him Skunk Ape, and he wasn't sure, and I was like, well, you know, they call, they call Florida Skunk Ape, but really, every Bigfoot stinks really bad, you know. Because, like the like like the theory on that, because I, I I read a lot of Diane Fossey and Jane Goodall stuff because they they've done a lot of stuff on primates, mm-hmm. and so whenever a primate gets defensive or it feels like it's threatened, it'll emit this pungent odor whenever it feels threatened. So that's what primates do, and um, and it's like it's like it's it's like a, a hundred times older like a bo- of body odor. Oh wow! And so Bigfoots do the exact same thing that I've noticed, and <clears throat> I've been in the field and I've interviewed people, and that's what they say. Because I, ha- I had, you know, I had this big, like this, this really strong odor. I go, "What did it smell like?" And they would tell me, a, "A, you know, a cross between old garbage and and poop or something like that, <laughs> or or pee." And I go, "Okay, uh, that's cool." Uh, and <laughs> so. But that's what that's what for some reason that name stuck in Florida, the Florida skunk Okay, yeah, so, so skunk
2: because of smell rather yeah. than mm-hmm. appearance, right? Mm-hmm.
0: So, but every like even like in Texas, I've I've talked to people and they go, yeah, it stunk really bad over here. So that name just kind of stuck in Florida. I don't know why, but it does. But it's just one of those things. But I really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed the. I mean, uh, I, I was going to say that there, there's I can't find it right now, but there's. There's a group in Ireland that claim to have Bigfoot sightings, and I, I when I find mm. it I, when I find it, I'm going to send it to you.
2: That's uh, very interesting. Yeah, because it's you know Bigfoot in various forms seems to be sort of everywhere in the US, as far as I'm aware. You know, going by different names, but the same
1: mm-hmm.
2: kind of creature uh, appearing everywhere. So I think it's very interesting if it's in island. I wonder if it's a yeah, is it something to do with you know how the land was previously formed or something? Could there be little pockets, other places?
0: Yeah, I mean, because like I know I've talked about it on my show that you know, <clears throat> if if big because like there's guys that just claim that Bigfoot is flesh and blood. If they're flesh and mm-hmm. blood, they have to they have to perish eventually. I mean, if they're if they're a mammal. You know they they have to have a soul. I mean that's that's just the way I look at it. it you know everybody has their their different perspective yeah, they're alive. on it. So I mean they're
2: alive. They have consciousness. Don't right, they.
0: right. So I mean how, why would they not have a go? You know a spirit and roam in an area and then you'll see it and then it's gone. So I mean I I always I no one talks about that and I always want I go you know what why why not just let, let's just talk about it.
2: So do you think that's a good explanation for mm-hmm. you know why we don't have Bigfoot remains?
0: If if you talk to a lot, and I've talked to lots of Native American people, if you talk to them, they, that's what they believe. They believe it's it's spiritual. It's not. They always say. They always tell me the white man will never, you know, get video of this because it's spiritual. And that's just the bottom line with them, and they don't they don't deviate from that thought at all. And I. Whenever I was with, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: No, I was just gonna say I like I like that.
0: Yeah, because like I
2: like that. I'm I'm into that, especially the idea of if they are primate and are sort of Mm -hmm. close to us in terms of relatives. You know, why wouldn't we be able to pick up on sort of their spirits if we can? You know, other humans.
1: Makes
2: sense.
0: Yeah, because like you know, like here, like here, like in the states. Whenever I was, whenever I first started doing Bigfoot stuff, there was. A theory that we had <clears throat> that, I don't know if you know what a, a game tracker is, I don't know what they, if they call it that in, in England, but... A, no, it
2: doesn't ring a bell, no. Uh, oh, game tracker, do you say?
0: Yeah, a, a game tracker. Oh, yeah. So w- we had a theory that Bigfoots could see these game trackers, because it, it emits like a, a infrared beam uh, that, you know, the only, I guess, certain frequencies are visually, they can see it, and... So they would always avoid them all the time, and so we would put out game trackers to, to like corral a Bigfoot to go to a certain area of the woods and not, you know, not behind us, but in front of us. So we would put out these game trackers like to keep them away from this area. And it was a couple of times where you know we didn't get any like Bigfoot stuff. So we would go back and and move these game trackers, and I said, you know what, let's just look at the the pictures and the video, see see what we find in there. And there's been a couple of times where I've I found uh like just like an aberration of something walking by. And it was like it was shoulder, it was like no head, shoulder, chest, you know, uh, like a, a, a shoulders torso, stomach and then that's it.
1: Wow.
0: Just walking by. And it was like and I and I would look at it and I would I wouldn't say anything. I would tell my colleague I go look at that and tell me what you see. Write it down. I don't I, you know, I'm not going to say what it is, but and they would look at it. They go, you know, holy crap. <laughs> you know, it's like, so we would catch stuff like that and we would put out audio sometimes, like in, like to catch Bigfoot stuff. And it was, this would be in the middle of nowhere, Sarah. And then we would catch audio of a little girl saying, mommy. And we would mm-hmm. just catch stuff like that in the woods. And it's just like, oh man, this is kind of creepy, but, but yeah, anyway.
2: you're braver than I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know, braver. I think I was like, my mom used to always say, cause you're dumb. <laughs> so. She would, she would get like my mom would get mad at me every time I'd go out and do stuff. She goes, "You don't even know these people." She would tell me that, and um, but she would like always pray for me, but, like whenever I left. But, <laughs> oh. but that's you know, that's you know, that was the past. So
2: that's very cool. <clears throat> but, what's I was going to ask you? What's the most sort of persuasive bit of evidence that you've ever come across yourself?
0: There was, um, whenever I was with the TBRC, I left them and I went independent because I didn't, you know, they were, whenever you're in a group, you have like rules and regulations and you can't do certain things. And I don't know why that, that, that's just the way it is. So when I left them, I went independent and I was, I was, I was, I I know there was this one guy in East Texas who was having uh Bigfoot stuff on his property, uh, but he didn't, he didn't want to be, he didn't want to. He didn't want it posted. He didn't want to be famous. He just wanted to know something was coming up and taking, like, he had goats, chickens, geese, quails, I think. And something was coming up and taking his, and then he was growing corn, I think corn and squash. And something was coming up and taking his animals or his stock or his, like, his uh, his corn. <clears throat> so we put up cameras around his property. And there was a, there was a video, of, and I, I can't use it because, number one, this gentleman's already passed away. And his wife doesn't want any kind of publicity. She doesn't want any researchers in the area. But when he was alive, we had we put a camera up on. Uh, it was a fence line that was uh, separating the woods from his farm, and we put it right on this fence line. And um, when I when I put the camera up, the fence line, the fence line was up to my. I'm like five nine, and mm. and the fence was like up to my shoulder, uh, the top of the fence line, and so. When we put this camera out, there was there's a footage of this this bean walking. It was walking along the fence line, and it's crouched down. It's like it's bending its knees, you know, at a at a pretty hard bend, and it was still taller than the fence. Oh wow! And it stepped over. It stepped over the fence like no with like no problem. Just stepped right over it, ran down this 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 roll of corn grab a couple stalks of corn then walk back over the fence line and then took off. And we looked at that video like a thousand times. And I I can't use it because like again, like I said, he passed away and his wife didn't want anything to do with it. And I go, okay. So that's probably the most convincing stuff that I've I've ever seen. Because I've I've never seen a Bigfoot, but I've I've been in the woods and I've had stuff screamed at me and rocks don't at me and but it, that's probably the most I've seen
2: that's really it's, it's really terrifying it <laughs> you is. tell me about that and I am just oh honestly <laughs> like goosebumps I just just the idea of it just stepping over stepping over the fence is what absolutely got me that's, yeah I can understand kind of wanting to distance yourself from it because that's kind of scary and i think if that happened to me i'd probably want to forget about it as well you Sorry. know
0: and you know this was like in the early 2000s and i had a bunch of on that property i had a bunch of weird stuff happen to me um mm. like i would i don't know if you've heard of the thing called gifting uh we would um we would go into the woods and whatever was in that area like like my friend was growing corn and squash so i'd grab corn and squash and i'd walk way into the woods and i would put it like in a crook of a tree and then I would walk back. I wouldn't tell anybody. I would just go do it and come back. And like a day later, I would go back and look where I put this food. And in in its place, the food was gone. And in its place would be, and it would be like a shiny rock or something. And I go, wow. And then, or it would either be a shiny rock or it would be um, like some herbs. And the guy that owned the property would tell me, he goes, he goes, hey, you should make that into uh, a tea. I go put it in tea. He goes, yeah. And I go, okay. And I was, I just did it, and I drank it. And that night, I I had like the weirdest dreams. <laughs> I had the weirdest dreams that like Bigfoot would walk up and talk to me, or like an eagle would come and talk to me, or a dog would come talk to me and tell me, hey, he's coming. And I never posted that anywhere because I people wow. people would like make fun of me if I did that. And so I had these dreams and like, I was like, I was like in a tent and I would wake up and come out of the tent and be like a big old size 14 inch uh, footprint outside my tent. And I would get these dreams like, you know, they were warning me, hey, he's coming, hey, he's coming. And I would wake up and I'd find footprints outside my tent and I'd go, wow. But, um, but it's, it's kind (laughs) of, it's kind of crazy. But, um, have you had any experiences like paranormal experiences or? Um
2: not uh not with any sort of creatures. I've had sort of mm-hmm.
1: uh
2: experience with what I would I guess term a, a ghost of some kind. Mm-hmm. So I've had it in a in a house that I previously lived at when we moved into the house, um, found out like the previous occupant was really really depressed basically and um he took his life in the house. Um, And there was one particular room that it was both me and my mum couldn't really go into because it was just, I don't know, I've never really had anything since, before or since, but it was like there was definitely a sort of emotional something going on in that room. And we didn't find out about the history until quite a bit later. So I couldn't have known about it when it happened, but it was just like... You go into this one room and it is like it takes over your brain, you know? Mm -hmm. The only thing you can think of is it's just complete, just a cold feeling. Like you feel physically cold and just completely your mood changes and like step in to the room and it's like a bucket of cold water over you step out and then it was like that never happened. It was like... You don't understand, like, well, what was just going on there? And it was like it was as it was as you know sharp as literally the division between the room. You step in and step out, and it was it was really insane. And I thought it was um, I thought it was just me because um, no one was really talking about it. And then I spoke to my mum about it because I was like, this is a bit strange, you know, like it's a weird thing to be having. And we've just moved into the house, and I was thinking, oh, maybe I'm just stressed or whatever and she's having exactly the same thing
0: um did you did you ever feel like any kind of nausea or uh sickness mm-hmm. or like headaches or anything like that
2: yeah so it was um it was a really hot summer but i was see we thought it was just the summer at that time but i would literally like really bad migraines and i haven't really suffered from migraines since
1: but mm-hmm.
2: literally go in there the kind of headache that would you know, knock you out for the rest of the day. So I'd feel fine mood-wise, but, yeah, instant headache. Um, Yeah, and it never totally went either. Um, like, we had someone come round from the church to sort of I – d- I don't really know what he did because I, I was too young, but mm-hmm. we had someone come round from one of the local churches to have a look at the house. But it never fully went away, so it was one of those rooms I just didn't really – I never – that was never my room you know it was my sister's room because she was completely unaffected like <laughs> nothing on her side at all but yeah definitely headaches um no nausea as far as i'm aware but yeah headaches really bad ones
0: because i always find it like um i always find it. this is what i always run into whenever i do paranormal stuff is that if if the entity or the paranormal um guest that's there doesn't communicate they communicate through like the body like uh like when I I was I when I was in um, the cemetery last night, uh, I was having these really sharp pains on my knee, like I my knee was on fire, and I go, wow, what the heck's going on? And I couldn't figure out. And because like I had, I always stretch like before I do any kind of physical stuff, I stretch, and and so anytime, anytime I investigate somebody and I, we don't get any kind of communication or feedback or any kind of um, tapping or you know. Um, any kind of, uh, I guess voices, that's usually what happens is that you, you experience what they're experiencing, I guess, before death or, you know, at, before I get at death or something. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if that, I don't know if you're able to go back and research that the former house you're at and, um, able to see like any kind of history of, cause like here, like here, like in the States, if I, if I do investigation on someone's house, I can go to, like uh, every county has like a tax appraiser, it it, mm. it gives you like um you know what the house is you know paid on or whatever, and that's that's public record here like like in the states. So I, I'm able to pull pull up like uh the tax appraisers, like who owned it, what lot number was, and then I can go to you know another website and then look up like the deed of the of, of the land, and it comes up with a name, and then I'm then I go to a library. And then I look up in like newspapers for that name, when they passed, what happened, you know, if there was any like a news article or anything like that. So that's what I end up doing. So I was wondering if you were able to go back and research that the land that you were on.
2: I imagine probably could, because I know we found some information after the fact once we started to have a weird time in the house. Because it was like only after we moved in, um, you know, a few weeks later. Uh, I think I told one of our neighbours something and they were like, well, of course, because this happened in the house, as if, like, we should have known that. Right, right. <laughs> Just like, well, didn't you know? I um, uh, no. So, yeah, I know that information will be out. It was quite a small town as well, so it's the kind of thing yeah. that, like, it would be in the papers. But I think because it, really, it never really was resolved, I never really wanted to dig too deep into it that sounds a bit counterintuitive but Mm. I think if there was a if it had been neatly resolved maybe I would have been interested in it but it definitely felt like something that was still kind of ongoing you know and as far as I'm aware it's probably still there in that house I think we've moved out of the house since but Mm. But it was definitely there the whole time I was there, so I never really wanted to dig too deep into it. I don't know if it's just a superstition thing, but
0: no, that's that's usually a good thing because like I get you know people asking me, hey, what kind of gear I should you know what kind of ghost gear should I buy? And I tell them and I tell them I go, well, let me let me give you some free advice. I go, don't don't do the this equipment in your house. And they go, why? I go, because you may not be able to you know if you open that line of communication, you may not be able to close it.
2: Mm-hmm. So, That's the first thing I've heard. Like, I don't know a lot about it, but, you know, rule one is, like, don't start any of this in your house where I, you live. Just unless unless they're,
0: <laughs> unless they're already communicating with you already.
2: Yeah, unless you really, really, you know, know what you're doing. Because,
0: you mm-hmm. know. Because I, I know when I was communicating with you, you said you were going to take a break. Are you currently taking a break now, or are you?
2: I was going to. I was planning to, but... um it's bloody school half term. Yeah, <laughs> I work retail, and uh, I'm always continuously surprised by half terms. So I was planning to take some time off, and then it's bloody half term, so I can't do it. But definitely coming up, I'm due some holiday. Okay, and I mean, I'm going to be reading a lot about vampires. So nice,
1: why. yes. Finally, I like, finally somebody's doing vampires.
2: I am so interested. I've already started getting some uh, books together and just putting them aside so I can just really spend like a proper indulgent couple of weeks just reading about vampires.
0: Are you going to talk about uh the uh Carpathian Mountains or anything like that
1: or
2: I'm going to hopefully <laughs> just sort of go, you know, back as far as I can so traces far back as I can as a sort of history and then try and look at if there are some specific sort of vampire like legends I'm interested in because I always like to have an angle of one particular aspect that I am Mm -hmm. personally interested in so like when I was talking about poltergeists Mm -hmm. I was really interested in it from the angle of you know working class encounters because there's a lot of um a lot of the people I was reading about who were having poltergeist encounters, they were very working class. And it would be in like people with lifestyles that I recognize are similar to mine. You know, things happen in like their rental houses and stuff like that, and little towns in the UK. So I really found this sort of angle that I wanted to explore. So I imagine I'll start researching and then I'll find a specific angle I want to go for. And then uh, I love that. Go from there.
0: I love that. That's 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 such um, an awesome perspective, and <clears throat> you know, I don't. I was listening to like several paranormal shows or, or any any kind of strange shows and stuff. But I, again, like I said, I've gravitated toward yours because I. I mean, I love the way you. Because I, I, I'll say this right now. Okay, I'm I am terrible when it comes to reading something like a script on a podcast. I'm terrible at it, so I try to. I try to. Uh, read it a bunch of times and just go what I go off memory and mm-hmm. i think you i don't know if i don't know if you're reading stuff but if you are i can't tell <laughs> so i would just say that because i i really cuz like you have a lot of material that you go over and it and it and it's very presentable and i really really enjoy it because i it's one it, it, that's just me though i i don't like when i read stuff i just I just think it sounds it sounds horrible the way i do it i'm sorry but if you're yeah, reading the script it's it's presentable and I really enjoy it. So
2: I'm glad you like it. They are <laughs> scripted. They are almost to the word scripted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have sort of over the time of doing this just worked out a way to read them a bit better because I always knew that I wanted to have quite a control over what I was going to say because mm-hmm. otherwise I will just lose my train of thought like mid-sentence. Um, I want to make sure I cover all the things I want to talk about, you know. Um, So they're always scripted, but it did take a while to get to the point where it doesn't sound really robotic. Because if it sounds really robotic, I might as well just have, you know, text-to-speech do it, but (laughs) I didn't want that. But it does, it's a lot of gesturing to yourself in a room. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a very hand-gestural sort of person, so once I sort of let myself do that, even though I'm in a room on my own, I think it comes across. So if anyone else who's listening ever feels like, you know, if they have ever have to record something scripted, just like do all the hand gestures. It yes. really, really helps because it, really it comes across.
0: Are you? Um, I was going to ask you, are you interested? Because this is me. I don't like it, but eventually I know I have to do it. If I want to take the, my podcast where I want to go, are you going to do, like, any kind of video podcast?
2: I mean, eventually, yeah. I would – I'd like to because I think realistically, if you want to reach the widest audience, you can.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: there are going to be people who will want to have this content with some sort of visual, but just getting over the the fear of having your face online is – yeah. For me, at least, I oh god, it's like going to have to be a whole new thing. You have to get used to of like just being on camera and then being like natural on camera. Sounds <laughs> um, quite difficult. Some people yeah. are great at it. Yeah, but I, I, I agree. I can't even take a good picture. So,
0: <laughs> like, I was was I was just going to say that I was. I used to be a part of this. I'm not going to say who they are because I don't want to talk bad about them because uh, I'm not. But there, there's this one group on Facebook that just does uh, like, like like some kind of paranormal unity deal, and they 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 call it a channel, and they wanna they wanted they wanted my show to go on their network, and he wanted me to do video. I go, no, I don't do that. I, I can't do that. I go at, at the time I was just barely getting started. I was barely getting like a fan base up. And he wanted me to just to do it like on Facebook only. I said no, I do it on other platforms. Facebook is just one platform. I'm doing it on like 20 platforms right now, and I don't want to. I don't want to just do it on Facebook. And he goes, well, you know, well, I think you should. I go, well, I'm not going to do it. So, uh, so I, so I didn't. So, but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I, I know we. I could eventually do it. And I was talking to Terry about this too. And I know he's going to do it. He's going to do a video. And I go, man. I just, you know, I'm just not. I don't know. I just, I, I just feel comfortable just doing audio. That's just me. (laughs) So, Mm. I mean, people, they, they don't need to see who I am. They don't need to see what the background I'm doing. But I know I got to eventually do
1: it. But
2: yeah, (laughs) I feel exactly the same. Like, because you'd have to. There's so much to sort out. Because, like you're saying, background. You've got to have like a little set that people can. That's a whole other thing that you have to have control over and all the difficulties that go into just, you know, a podcast, which on paper looks like a simple thing to make and is absolutely not. Yeah. That's a whole other layer of complexity that you've got to add to it. and.
0: I mean, because like, I I know, I mean, I can't speak for you, but I know from my, you know, from... The Bigfoot Club perspective, you know, doing a show, it, it takes, because there's, there's some people that do a show and go investigate, and I I applaud them completely, and because that's a lot, to like, to produce a show, because like, I, I edit my show, and I'm sure you do the same thing, I edit my show, I put it mm-hmm. out, and I, I social media the crap out of it, to get it out, and you know, then I put it on YouTube also, which, you know, it's a lot of work to do it on there too. Because I don't do video, so I have to do scrolling pictures, and I do that, and it's it just uh, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, you know. Because you you have to research your show ahead of time, what you want to do, and you got to research that. If you don't know about it, you have to research the material, and then you know you because you do it by yourself, right, most of the time, right? You mm-hmm.
1: yeah. and
0: I, and I applaud you for that because that's that's really hard to do. But I have a co-host, and so I tell him, I say, hey, you need to research this. I give him a couple links. Read about it and when we talk about it. I at least want you to know what you're talking about. And he goes, "Okay, so you got to research your stuff, and then you got to do the show, and then you got to edit it, and then put it out, and then social media the crap out of it, so you can you can get some downloads." So uh, that's a lot. It's a lot to do. I mean, it's just it's so much to do, and then to do the video stuff. I go, "It's oh, another mm. thing I got to do." So agreed. So
2: like, I feel like I'm at my limit now in terms of like if I added an extra thing to what i'm doing then something else has got to go like i'm really struggling at the moment because i'm trying to i'm trying to get transcripts sorted because i really believe that they need to be there and i feel bad that they're not there
0: yeah you're right
2: another thing that i i only got so many hours in the day and i literally cannot find those hours to get a good transcript out and um I just don't really know what to do about that.
0: <laughs> there's actually, I was going to tell you, there's actually a couple softwares. Um, Cause right. Cause mm-hmm. I, I didn't tell you this, but currently right now I work for a healthcare company in, in the States. And one of the guys had mentioned to another person goes, Hey, uh, talk to Robert. He does a podcast. Cause they were, they are interested in doing a podcast and they wanted to do it for our medical providers. And, uh, So they, my company approached me about doing a podcast. So I explained to them, okay, this is where we got to do it. Uh, You know, there's other options you want to do it. So they wanted, you know, trans, you know, transcript stuff. So there's a a couple websites and it's like $14 a month that provide that. You can just like, you know, download your audio, you know, put it on this software and it just, it does all the transcribing for you.
2: (laughs) I kind of. I've tried a few, um, Uh I've tried a few ones of those, so like I tried Descript, that one's been the best one I've tried, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if it's just my accent, but it it struggles with my accent.
0: (laughs) Oh, good God, come on, you you don't have, you know, I can tell whatever you're saying.
2: It's not, yeah, I don't feel like I have a particularly strong accent, but there are um, there's quite a lot of words that just they always get transcribed wrong. So it's Ugh. I'll run it through, um, but there is a good, probably three or four hours of going through and correcting the spelling and the punctuation and the transcription errors. And it's, I'm sure it's going to get better. I think it's one of those things that the more you use it, it will get better. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the moment, just trying to get it established and get that sort of as part of my like schedule to get in content out is oh, it's hard. It's so boring as well.
0: It is. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: sounds awful, but it's so boring.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I was talking to my nephew because like my nephew is like a big gamer and he's doing a Twitch. I don't know if you've heard of Twitch. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's trying to talk me into, hey, we should do a Twitch channel and just do it that way. Just, you know, do the show on a Twitch channel and just, you know, and then we could, we could, you know, we do it live and then, you know, they get the unedited version of it. And then he goes, then, you know, you can edit the show and then put out the show, but we can just do it that way. I go, okay. So he's leading that he's leading the deal on that. So we're going to eventually, and I, I, I guess from Twitch you could transfer it to YouTube or whatever and
2: exactly Facebook
0: or something. So, but we you just uh, have
2: to sort out your streamer background. If yeah. If you're going to be on on Twitch, you got to have your little background. Yeah. You got to have your little neon sign. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Get all
2: the you know sponsors soon. You get your G Fuel subscription stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just like one of those things I got to do. But I don't know. I. But you know, I would I would love you. I would love for you to come back on eventually. So I would just want you to know that I want to offer that to you. I'd love to. Okay. Great. Yes.
1: yes.
2: literally just invite me oh you know i should (laughs) (laughs) i know how it is though like i've not been great at like reaching out to people last couple of months um
1: but Mm. you
2: know it is what it is everyone's very busy (laughs) well (laughs) if we're doing two jobs basically
0: well if you need if you need some other bigfoot people or if you need some other paranormal people like here in the states i can I can know I always find people all the time I mean I've I've networked so much for like the last 20 years and I've you know when someone tells me goes hey have you heard of and so? yeah I've heard of them yeah okay <laughs> yeah I've, uh, I've talked to like because like I've talked to almost everybody in like the Bigfoot field at least on the phone email instant message or something you know and I've talked to I've talked to everybody and I and I've done a bunch of paranormal stuff too I mean I know lots of paranormal people too but um I don't know if you ever need a, if you ever need help or something. You can always reach out to me. I can, I'll find someone for you somewhere. So
2: I definitely will. Thank you.
0: But uh, are you going to eventually go back on Terry's show or?
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah, um, he's great. I mean, he's just such a nice guy. I'd he, love to. I'd he love to is. I,
0: I I love him to death. He's such a good dude. And <laughs> I listen to his show all the time. But I've learned a lot about Alabama politics. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I tell him I go. Man, I know who's running for like, you know, Lieutenant Governor there or <laughs> something. But uh but yeah, I love him. He's he's such a good dude and I was happy I was able to find you on his show cuz you know.
2: Yeah, I um I spotted you on his as well cuz when he I can't remember who reached out to you. I think he might have reached out to me. And then I went to have a look at his show and I saw uh, Bigfoot club and I was like yep <laughs> go straight to that one <laughs> he just really stood out to me so but yeah he's such a great guy he's so um he just seems so genuine mm-hmm. and just one of those like presences even you know even just over video he's just very welcoming and you know clearly just loves to talk to people all kinds of people and just makes you feel at ease straight away and he's such a cool guy yeah he
0: he is he 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 talks about a wide range of stuff he talks about paranormal stuff talks about politics talks about restaurants
2: (laughs) (laughs) his format's just great isn't it 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 is it is format like it's just why no one i can't believe no one thought of that before you know just like sat on the porch having like these kinds of conversations because it's just it's such a like natural fit and it's just like oh god I didn't I think doing that.
0: <laughs> there's a, there's this other guy that I listen to. He's from Alabama too. His name is Wes Anderson, and he does one called in in the shed with Wes Anderson. So he does <sighs> his show within his shed, like cause his his he has two kids and they're really loud. I'm sorry, Wes for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so he does it like like out in his shed. So he calls it. I go. That's a great concept. I go. I go, I talked to another guy that he does his on his back porch. I go, I should get you two guys together.
1: Yes. <laughs> so,
0: but uh, I listen to his show. He talks about politics and sports and the paranormal. And I don't, I don't know. I don't normally watch the news cause I don't really like the news right now. So if I get any, any kind of news from, I, I get it from him. So I, I listen to his <laughs> show and uh, he knows his, he knows his sports. Like pretty, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't really uh, watch a lot of sports anymore since i since I had my my medical condition and I came back from that. I don't. I'm I on life now. I don't. I mean, not that I'm not making fun of anybody that listens or watches sports, but I just I focus more on other stuff, not sports anymore. And so I just focus on what makes me happy, and life makes me happy. So I enjoy listening to his because I don't watch sports at all. So I get my scoop from him. And, uh, and then he does stuff on the paranormal, which I really enjoy. And it's, it's, it's a pretty good show. It's, um, he has a, a interesting take on stuff. So I kind of, I enjoy it. So I listen to Terry's show, his show, your show. And then I have another buddy that does Bigfoot Crossroads. He's a good friend of mine. I listen to his show. And every now and then I'll listen to, uh, what's his name? Ter- paranormal Roundtable. It's, uh, I think his name is Turner. I, I, I can't think of his first name, but, uh, I've been, I was listening to his show before I had a show. So, and he does everything paranormal. So, Paranormal Bigfoot. So I listen to all that. So, and then, um, and then I'm like a huge wrestling fan because I think, uh, the second time I was on Terry's show, all we talked about was wrestling. So, so, uh, we didn't even talk, paranormal. I mean, we talked a little bit of cryptid stuff, but uh, it was mostly wrestling. So,
2: I remember you telling me about um, your show, it just used to be like a cryptid paranormal and a bit of wrestling.
0: Yes, yes,
2: <laughs> you gotta talk about what you're interested in. Like, yeah,
0: I mean, I was interested in all that stuff, but you know what? I, you know, my, my nephew that's on the show now, his wife, Blair, she's like, she tells me all the time, You need to take wrestling out. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody listens to it. That's what she tells me. I go, that's you. You don't like it. So, but then I started looking at, cause I use Podbean. I don't know what you use, but I use Podbean and they, they do the, uh, analytics pretty well uh, on there. And I would go and listening to, I would go look at the, like all the stats on it and I would get a bunch of drops once wrestling, the wrestling oh. portion came on. <laughs> so I said, okay, you know, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that if I'm wrong about something, then I'll admit I'm wrong. And I go, okay, you're right. So I took <laughs> it, I took it out. I took that portion out and you know, the, the, the downloads went up and then I went from one hour, you know, one hour, you know, I, I used to do a show for two hours. And so I went from one hour to, I mean, from two hours to one hour and I tripled my downloads. And then, there was a there was some co-hosts that were on there and they laughed and I like tripled my downloads again I go okay so I'm <laughs> this this is what happens and I you know I listen to people and people tell me hey we should do this I go all right I'll do it so um but you know it is what it is and like I tell everybody all the time because I'll post Bigfoot Club on paranormal sites and they'll and they'll like the moderator will tell me because goes this is Bigfoot I go have you listen to my show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because yeah, makes... we
0: talk about other stuff. <laughs> so.
2: Do you ever feel like you're hold, held back then by it being called Bigfoot Club? Do you think people just... I do.
0: I do a little bit. And so, if anybody knew, you know me pretty well, because like again, I was saying, I love wrestling. I love wrestling a, a great deal. And where I got Bigfoot Club was there's a wrestling faction in in Japan wrestling called called the Bullet Club. And they were like, they weren't good guys. They weren't bad guys. They were kind of like anti heroes and stuff. And I really, really loved them. And so I made the shirt Bigfoot Club. Um, before I even did a podcast, I just, I just made the shirt because I loved it. I love the concept of Bigfoot Club. I love the concept of being like a anti hero. And so I did that and. So like the, like the logo was like, it has a, it had a skinny, a skinny skull on it and it had like two machine guns and bullets on it. And so I made the skull wider and I put two sticks instead of two guns and then put two acorns instead of, instead of bullets. And so, and so I I was thinking of of the idea of doing a podcast. I said, Hey, I should do a podcast. What would I call it? Oh, Bigfoot club. Yeah. I'll just do that.
2: They're ready and waiting.
0: (laughs) So. It's really it's really just a club of stuff that I like. If anybody knows me and knows about wrestling, and no one's going to know that but except me. And so, you know, Steven and I we we just talk about whatever we like. We talk about the, you know, cuz I've done paranormal stuff, he's done paranormal stuff and he like I've I he's been with me my whole life. And so anything I was doing, he was with me. Uh if I did Bigfoot stuff, he was like, you know, cuz I I raised him. So you know, I would go out and do Bigfoot stuff on the weekend. He'd go with me. I'd go out and do paranormal stuff. He'd go with me, and so he's been with me the whole time. And uh, it's just what we like. And you know, we like paranormal. And we like we like talking about Justin Timberlake. So we'll talk about Justin Timberlake. <laughs> so, so you know, we like we like talking about in sync, or we talk about movies, or or Stranger Things, or you know, The Mandalorian, or whatever. You know, we just we just talk about what you know. And I've gotten quite a bit of downloads and with that format. So I'm going to stick with it. So
2: absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, sorry. <laughs> but, um, anyway, um, do you, I was going to ask you, and you don't have to tell me if you don't want to, um, what, what does the future hold for weird horizon podcast? What kind of, what kind of material you're going to cover? Do you want to talk about that or not?
2: So definitely, like I said, definitely going to talk about vampires pretty soon. Um, after that, I'm probably going to do another conspiracy theory of some kind. Mm -hmm. Haven't narrowed down which one I want to do because there are just so many, Mm -hmm. but definitely going to go conspiracy because I think I haven't done a proper conspiracy theory since Hollow Earth, really.
0: Mm, Yeah. I really enjoyed that one though. A lot.
2: I loved Hollow Earth. It was so good. Who, who, Um, who
0: Who did you have on with you on that one?
2: Oh, it's my friend Lewis. Because um, it's just, he he works with me. He's also, you know, one of my best friends. So um, every time I read about something, I just go into work and I'm just like, I just tell them about what I've been reading about and what I've discovered. And, um, and he really likes Godzilla as well. Yes. And we were watching, I, I, I kind
0: of got that from him.
2: <laughs> yeah, he loves Godzilla. And we were watching oh, whichever the Godzilla one was uh, where they go into Hollow Earth. This, uh,
0: it was Kong versus Godzilla.
2: Yes, and we were watching it and they were, we were at his house and this happened and we both just turned to each other and we're just like, <gasps> it's amazing. Um, but yeah, oh my God, Hollow Earth was so really interesting. But I'm thinking maybe Ancient Aliens is the one I've been sort of circling around, mm-hmm. Ancient Aliens. Probably going to have to talk about it at some point because it's, you know, one of the more famous ones, I would say, because we're yes. talking about it a fair amount. Um, yeah, just got to make sure I don't talk to any really racist people. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a difficult one.
0: It is. It is very difficult. But, you know, I I think you're a pretty good judge of character from, from the two times I've talked to you and uh, all the shows that you've done. I think you're a pretty good judge of character. So you'll be able to navigate through that.
2: Hopefully, yeah. Navigate it without... Um, Getting radicalized into the yeah <laughs> the sort of conspiracy theory uh, rabbit hole that can seems to take people and turn them into weirdos.
0: I was going to tell you because I know I talked to you about this before, or I messaged you about this. Uh, In- Ingrid Cole.
2: Yes. Oh my gosh.
0: So he he's like they don't know what he is. I mean they don't know if he was an alien. I mean they or he was a interdimensional time traveler. But he was spotted in uh West Virginia before the Mothman prophecies where the Mothman uh came out. He was spotted in that town and then he was spotted in different parts of the US in like three different books, I think I told you. Uh Alan mm-hmm. Green Greenspan uh did a book called um something uh The Secret Cipher and Filter of the UFOnauts and he's in Stephen Keel's book, uh Mothman Prophecies and he's in another book I just can't think of it right now. I think it's uh The Gentleman I can't think of his name. But um uh, but he's in, he's mentioned in three books. And and some of the stories they talk about him is like almost like Men in Black, like before Men in Black came out. And yeah. and it was very interesting to me. I've always been interested in that topic and that story. And like my mom is like a huge fan of the show. She listens to every episode, but she will not listen to that show, Ingrid Cole, because I posted pictures of, of him that supposedly that people saw him and she saw it. It's Cause I'm not, I'm not listening to the mm-hmm. show. I'm not going to do it. I don't like that guy's picture.
2: <laughs> yeah. The pictures are so, so creepy because it's just the smile. Isn't it? The smiling man. Yeah. Like, humanoid, but like I said, Similar to Men in Black in that it's like humanoid, but every little bit is kind of off. Yes, in that you know, it's just eerie. But like so much overlap with early Men in Black stuff, just yeah, kind of human-like, but I don't know, seemingly not. You know, something else, something more than just a human.
0: I, so. I just wanted to plant that bug in your ear in case you wanted to talk about this. So.
2: I've I've got it on my list of topics. Okay. <laughs> this growing okay. list of topics. Okay, but I think it would be good to revisit as a, a similar ones yeah. to Men in Black. Yeah, it's, it's
0: like it's like a little side a little side mission. You know? So great. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, we've been going like an hour and eighteen minutes. So I think I can do a show with this one.
2: <laughs> yeah, I hope it doesn't get mangled again anymore. No, no,
0: it's like Whenever whenever I talk to you like the very last time I could hear like the static I could hear static but I thought it was gonna, It was going to work its way out Because there was nothing I could do To change it, you know to yeah. I would just go, okay, I'm just going to We're just going to power through this And see if it works its way out Because sometimes it does that And this one has been clear And the whole time, so hmm. But anyway, I wanted to ask the question: How does someone find you? For you know, find your show, Weird Horizon Podcast.
2: So you can find me on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Spotify as well. I'm on Good Pods. So just search Weird Horizon. I'm on there. Um, And if you want to find me on social media, I'm on Twitter as Weird Horizon, and I'm on Instagram as Weird Horizon Podcast. Um, but I've said it before, my Instagram is not very good. <laughs> There's not really much on there. But you can find me on Twitter, and I am usually uh, there to talk to people. So if anyone has any topics, I I want them. I am so interested in weird conspiracy theories. The more niche, the better, quite frankly, because it allows me to just just lose myself in researching it for a while. So i so up for people coming and giving me weird conspiracies. <laughs>
0: So that's that's how I found you. That's how I reached out to you was on Twitter. I, I DM'd you, and do you, is that is that your preferred method of people reaching out to you?
2: Yes, that's the best way. I'm still kind of getting used to social media. I didn't really use it in any form before all this, so I'm like one step at a time. And I'm kind of I'm I can use Twitter now, <laughs> I'm like an old woman. I can I can do the Twitter, but I can't do the Instagrams.
0: Yeah. I'm uh right right now I I know you don't and I, if you don't like this I'll take it out. I know you don't like Facebook. <laughs> so but I, I do f I do Facebook on my on mine, but it mine is tied into my Instagram. My Instagram's tied into my Twitter. So if I post something on Facebook, it just does it all automatically all without me. I
2: think I might I might give Facebook a go, 'cause like like you're saying it's tied into Instagram and I already have Instagram. But yeah. um Oh my god. I just I know I haven't logged into Facebook for maybe 10 years and I logged in and obviously it's all changed now. And I was just I'm so confused.
0: You it's know, totally I, scary. I'm a, I'm extremely grateful that you you logged in just for me today. So <laughs> <laughs> I really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. No,
2: it's all good. I think this is, um, it's a good way of doing it. It's better than, it seems to be better than zoom for recording anyway.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, that way, you know, if you want to interview someone in a, you know another continent you can do it and it's and it and it sounds clear to me i don't know it sounds pretty i don't know from your end but I, from my end i can i can hear you pretty well it almost sounds like you're in the room with me
2: it sounds much better than um when i've used zoom to be honest mm-hmm. i just always thought that you know it was always going to sound a bit weird and distant but like no, this is way better
0: yeah yeah i have to agree and i was using what was that I was using ClearFeed for a while, and I was doing that, and it was like fourteen dollars a month, and it was you know it was hit and miss sometimes, and then I a buddy of mine told me because he hey why don't you just use Messenger? I mean you can call people. I go that's a great idea. Wow. So I've been doing that, and that, you know it's free, so I'm just gonna do it. That's
2: good. <clears throat> and now I'm on Facebook, so you can uh, I can join facebook groups yeah join some paranormal facebook groups
0: I'll, I'll send you i'll send you one uh, i'll send you mine and at least uh you know at least you'll have because i i post stuff on that every day on paranormal stuff and i post like stuff for england and whatever just whatever i find i just post it on there so i'll send you a, a invite on that please okay um and i think that's gonna do it so you have any shout outs you like i always ask people do you have any shout outs you want to do to anybody or
2: No, no, I'm all good.
0: Okay. Sarah, thank you for coming on. I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, this is going to be on uh, this Friday coming up. I'm going to post this on Friday.
2: Sounds good. Sounds good. Let me know when it comes up. Okay. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, thank you for having me again. (laughs) I'm glad we could get back to it. (laughs) Yes. I know it was a bit of a nightmare scheduling, but it's always nice to talk to you. And, yeah, just if you ever want to do anything else, give me a shout and I'll give you a shout. And, uh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Good night.
2: (laughs) Farewell. (laughs) Bye.